Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is a returning guest, Manny Eager, head of the Canadian Blockchain Association. And Manny's going to be talking about um, some of the topics that he's going to be bringing up at the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference uh, this February 16th to the 18th in Dallas, Texas. And we're going to be talking about some of Manny's uh, current work as well. Manny, how are you doing? Fine, thanks yourself. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. So there's two topics I wanted to talk about. One is um, it seems like in the past few days all over the world, different governments are talking about uh, regulating tokens as securities. You know, the United States with the SEC, Russia only allowing accredited investors, China banning ICOs for right now, Israel, Ukraine, it's popping up everywhere. So I wanted to talk to you about what Canada's stance is and what you've seen from regulators so far. And maybe we can begin with that. Well, I think the good news is that the the Canadian regulator hasn't been alarmist like the, the Chinese regulator, thank goodness. But I think the reality that we're entering is that all governments are going to want to see compliance and, and for obvious reasons. People who raise capital through venture funds or crowdfunding have had to comply until now. So we can't imagine a scenario where people can raise capital without being compliant, without following some kind of regulatory regime. I think what everyone was hoping that we could self-regulate, but I think with the technology and this platform evolving so fast, what we're seeing is a, is everyone who's, who wants to issue a token suddenly coming on board. So obviously regulators are going to be mm. concerned around consumer protection, fraud prevention, money laundering, all the usual stuff. What we obviously from a blockchain association perspective advocate is for, for governments to step into this process. Uh, obviously, we don't want to see funny business or, or criminal activity, but at the same time, give this technology right. space and room to evolve. And if it's a sandbox or something more that we need to create around which people feel that they can safely test these new platforms and digitize assets, which is starting to get the big institutions' attention, which we're going to talk about shortly, the game gets really, really interesting. So what do you guess are the possible scenarios going forward with ICOs and regulation? You know, Canada may do one thing, the U.S. another thing. Do you think it'll end well or end badly? And what, what do you guess is going to happen? Well, I think for those who thought it was going to be a free-for-all, it's going to end badly. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. 
I, I see three scenarios emerging. The, the one is where you have a token-generated event, which is the term we increasingly prefer to use because coin offering implies a currency creation, which is get every regulator's backup. And we know Bitcoin has got a bit of a history, so we don't want it to be tainted with that. But if your token is going to redeem the security, every country in the world has a security regulator with rules, and that is what you're going to have to comply with. If you're a crowdfund, you have crowdfunding rules. In Canada, we have across all our provinces, pretty much all of them, rules by which you can comply. And typically, it's capped and you have to file a prospectus, all the usual stuff. If, and I think I, I keep using Civic as a good example, where they evolved a platform token base, which is more loyalty scheme or what we call a utility token. That's where we're entering a gray area and uh, increasingly lawyers, a few lawyers have called me, they're looking for non-action positions from the regulator, including the OEC, including the uh, SEC, uh, where they can get clarity around, is this token deemed a security under the Howey test, whatever the case might be. And if it's not, you're free to, to proceed. And that's what I was hoping China would permit or allow to happen. But I understand there's been a lot of fraud and money laundering in that space, so they clamped down. And it's typical of what happened with crowdfunding there historically. So we're going to see this pattern globally. And then there's obviously people who are simply digitizing assets, and that's where the platform is moving. I have a lot of precious metals vaulting companies across the United States and Canada approach me and say, if we start digitizing asset base, or if we permit clients to use their vaulted gold and silver for argument's sake, and we issue a token, which creates more liquidity in the market, and with that, they can go and participate in cryptocurrency investments, are we good to go? And as you might be aware, there's a few IRA uh, initiatives stateside in the United States that are coming on board in a big way, starting to put 5 to 10% of their portfolios into cryptocurrencies, specifically Bitcoin mm. and Ethereum comes up a lot. So I think the game is on. And the first step for anyone entering the space is to be clear about are they number one, two, or three, as in a security a utility token, or are you digitizing assets? What do you think will happen to companies that did an ICO, you know, six months ago or a year ago? Do you think that any regulatory bodies will reach back and slap them and say, you know, hey, you have to unwind what you did? Or do you think they'll just leave it alone and focus on new companies that want to do this? Well, again, it depends on the jurisdiction. You might have read and we've all been following what's happened in China over the weekend, where they literally, it's apparently they've identified 66 ICOs that they're going to ask to either come and declare themselves or literally hand the capital that they've raised back to the investors via their token-generated event. In the United States, you saw the long, there was a, a piece published by the SEC using the DAO a token issue as an example, uh, where they deemed that a security, not declared that they are pursuing ICOs to this date, but they have suspended the trading of a number of cryptocurrency-based funds. As you might be aware, five have already received letters of suspension pending remedying their compliance and, and regulatory alignment procedures. So we're going to see this trend globally. I think as regulatory regimes wake up to or ICOs really start happening in a big way inside the jurisdiction, 
that is going to make this all very interesting. So regulators' antennas are up, and I think depending on the degree to which we engage with our regulator, depending on the jurisdiction, they will hopefully become educated and in a mature way work with the industry to evolve solutions that work and, and keep us all safe. Yeah, it makes sense. You said that some large firms are getting interested and wanting to put a percentage of their portfolio into you know, more of the mainstream tokens, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Can you say the names of any such firms or is it just, hey, you know the ones, the large ones? Well, we obviously have the people who like to do the shout outs from the Mark Cubans to the Tim Drapers. Um, there was the Russian investor, I think, Nof. Getsky. He said he's putting 10% of his portfolio. He, he was on Forbes uh, or Bloomberg. There was an interview with him. So large players are, start, are starting to come on board. I don't want to mention names, but what is happening at the moment, we have 20 billion in market cap in cryptocurrencies literally lying on the table. I think any smart institutional investor wanted to see where the regulation is going to go in this space. I think we all can see a pattern, especially in North America, where the regulators stepping in and providing guidelines. And they're all saying, listen, maybe it's time to put five, maybe 10% of our portfolio into cryptocurrencies. So if you pick the top 10, for argument's sake, that's got sizable market caps and good liquidity, are the kind of spaces that they're starting to look at, either entering the space through funds, creating funds or, or investing in funds, or there's going to be token-generated events where people are tokenizing a cryptocurrency asset base and inviting people to invest in that. Or, which is a bit more risky, is to invest directly in cryptocurrencies through the exchanges, but that might, again, create regulatory issues. So, I think institutions are either going to create their own funds or invest in funds is is trend that we're picking. What do you think the market's going to experience once a substantial number of large firms participate? Do you think we'll see another bull run or um, do you think we'll see much of a change at all? Well, this is where I have to do the usual disclaimer. Don't take my, hmm. my word for it. But I think the interesting scenario that we're facing now is where we up to now had the speculative money that's been driving volatility up, down. People get scared. They pull their money out. They see a, a bull run, they all chuck their money back in. When the large institutions and the high net worth individuals start entering the space, these are typically investors who prepare to literally put the money away and leave it there for a while. So I think that's going to start creating stability in the market. It will also start pegging the prices at certain levels. And, and if this is how it's going to play out, we're going to see much higher prices going forward. Um, as and when these big institutions start plugging into the system. So I'm fairly optimistic that all of this going forward will stabilize and the market cap will grow. Let's not okay, talk about great. going to the moon yet, but I think we, we, we're seeing a trend emerge. Yeah, it's fair to say that the market you know may grow with interest from large institutions. Do you think there'll be a tipping point soon where there's going to be a lot of institutions interested in putting money into the market? Or is it just slowly, slowly they're, they're coming into it? I, I don't see them rushing the gate. I think that's just not in the nature of institutions. And of course, they all go back and check with the regulator that we are aware of, certainly in the United States and in Canada. There's been conversations now for a while. People have been testing and probing. But I foresee that over the next 18 months, 18 to 24 months, if all these things, the dust starts settling and, and, and the regulators become more firm in their positions, institutions will start coming on board. And I think then, then we're going to see a very interesting expansion into the space. Remember, the technology, the underlying technology is evolving very 
very, very rapidly. I'm amazed every day when I travel, coming across new platforms, new ways that people are approaching this derivatives markets, the quants, the futures guys are starting to look at crypto asset baskets, digital asset baskets. Um, now it's getting interesting. And it's all, if you start looking at what happens in the equity, stocks, bonds, and so forth space, those people are starting to apply their minds to this new asset class and uh, very interesting stuff forthcoming. Um, any um, any developments you think around the time that you're going to speak at the conference, you know, mid-February, anything happening then, right before then, right after then that um, you'd be interested in speaking about? Well, the, the kind of topic that I'd love to touch on is that we, and, and I, get, I, I get this from our Swiss colleagues who've been at this since the early Ethereum days, which is where I engaged for the first time directly in, in a token-generated event, uh, are seeing a new hybrid model emerging where people are starting to get your classic VC seed capital on board. They create a stable asset base fee and, and even patents for their business before they start issuing tokens. And then their token generate, generation events happen in, in a Series A, a Series B, a Series C. So it's, it's more mature thinking. It's more staged. It's not this big, big bang, raise as much as we can and go home type of approach. So we see maturity entering the space. Again, the larger players are saying, look, if this is money lying on the table and it's, well, not cheap money, but it's but it's less costly than doing a normal raise through a normal uh, VC route and I have to give shares away, I want to look at this asset class. We're seeing very, very interesting models emerging there. Then we even have people approaching us saying, we want to do mining exploration. We want to develop some new energy resource. We need money. Can we follow this ICO model or token generation model? And is that the new way in which we're going to raise capital? So I think by the time we're going to have our conference, a lot of this either might start happening or would be about or ready to launch. And we're going to explore that in, in my talk, at least, around how that is starting to evolve and changing the whole way, I believe, globally. We look at raising capital and managing digital assets. Okay, great, man. Well, we're looking forward to having you in February. This is going to be great. And thanks for your comments. And I, I know you've got a you know, high-level perspective on what's going on in the uh, in the crypto industry. And we, we all want it to succeed. I think we all want it to grow and do well and not... Um, be struck down by, by regulation and have problems. Any final thoughts but, before you go? No, t totally agree with that statement. I think we're in for a very, very exciting time. Uh, that's not to say that there's going to be mishaps along the way, but I think the ecosystem is becoming more and more resilient, more and more mature. Uh, the regulators are coming on board. They're learning. They're giving direction or or doing the Howie test, if you wish. So I think mm. it's it's time to really get all your thinking on board. If you're going to do a platform or create solution in the space, make sure you've got all your resources in place, from legal to regulatory advice to compliance to security. Security is going to become a huge deal in the space with the hackers stepping up because of the value. In these transactions and businesses, people need to really look at their cybersecurity side and, and how they secure not only their assets, but the customers and users as well. So only interesting going forward. Okay, great. Well, Manny, thank you so much for coming. And I really appreciate your time. It's a great pleasure. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, 
to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 